Hi, college football fans of Rachel Barbeau here, your host of the CFP uh, ranking show here with Rob Mullins. We'll be bringing him in in just a moment. We have a question from a fan tonight, so I want to remind you to go to uh, the College Football Playoff Instagram page, the Twitter page, the Facebook page. You can also make comments there. We do read those. And I consider one of my roles, one of the reasons I do this is to help you understand what happens in that room. Rob and I have talked about this year and last year. It's my job to be able to empower you to go to the water cooler tomorrow. And as we count down the final weeks of this college football season and really be able to dispel myths and be able to say, hey, I understand what's going on inside that room. And I believe, and this is what I heard, why they ranked this team where they did. So just make sure that you get your questions into us. And with that, we'll bring in my friend Rob Mullins. He is the uh, the head of the committee. Hello, my friends. How are you? Doing great, Rachel. How are you today? I am doing great. I am doing great. All right. So um, tons of questions. I have tons of questions. And, and like I said in the intro here, we have a question from a fan as well. But I think one of the neat things that having been through the mock selection committee myself twice is and the beauty of this is it's not computers it's human beings right so you're going to look at a game uh differently than maybe the person next to you can you tell us a little bit about um, the difference and just how people uh come to the table and the different criteria they look at sure well i mean obviously as we've talked about on here we have great resources to watch the games right we can watch them live um on tv uh, but we also have iPads issued to us by uh, the staff. And so we're able to consume these games, whether you want to watch it at, from a coach's film or whether you want to watch a TV broadcast with all the commercials cut out. So the first priority is to make sure that you watch all the games um, because that's a big piece of this. And, and every member does watch the games. We also have uh, access to a database with all sorts of information. So, but it is up to each committee member to bring their thoughts and opinions from what they see when they watch the games, but also how they evaluate the teams based on the schedule that they played uh, and based on the data that they observe. Coming from being a reporter uh, in the past for 17 years, do some people take notes? Do they bring in notes when, when you're having these discussions? Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's all kinds of notes. Uh, again, one of, the, one of the things that makes this function is you've got a 13 member committee with, with diverse backgrounds, diverse set of experiences, coaches, former media members, athletic directors, former players. Uh, so you bring all sorts of different perspectives into the room uh, and absolutely, because it's it's a fast moving conversation. We get a detailed debate and everybody does come fully prepared. So there's a lot of time and energy that goes into uh, getting ready before you even walk into the room. Uh, but once you're into the room, yes, you're referring to those notes. Rob, talk to me about LSU and the discussion around this team. Uh, four top 20 wins, I heard you say, and, and, and looking at what they've done this season. Was there a clear delineation? Were they like clearly number one above? Because I know there's pools of teams. Sure. Well, obviously, you've got two great teams at the top. Um, so there was a lot of discussion around LSU and Ohio State. Um, as we mentioned last week, Ohio State has performed at a consistently high level. Uh, and they continue to do that with their win uh, this past week. 
Uh, but again, when you look at LSU's resume to go on the road in Tuscaloosa to win a road game, which made for their fourth win against a ranked team, no one else in the nation has that. And the committee felt with that they deserve to be ranked number one. Rob, let's talk a little bit about Georgia. And then we have a fan question about Georgia a little bit later on. Um, but the reasoning and the ranking um, for putting them number four, was it uh, was was it more so the wins, the Notre Dame win and, and the Florida win versus the South Carolina loss? Well, again, we look at full resumes. Uh, so we see everything. And, and if you're looking at number four versus number five, Georgia versus Alabama, we can see the both resumes up there. But yes, the, the Georgia's two wins against ranked opponents carried the day for them to be ranked number four. One of the things we hear, and one of the big reasons we do this, and I'm so grateful I get to do this with you each week, is to dispel myths, is to, because you hear things on television, you're like, oh, that's it. That, that must be the gospel. That's it. So we, you know, one of the things that we hear in uh, is November to remember, right? Oh, November to remember. But as you just said, you don't forget what happened at the end of August. You don't forget what happened at the beginning of September. For the committee, it's not November to remember. Well, I mean, obviously, that's when we start meeting. Um, but yeah. we're watching games. <laughs> we're watching games from week zero, and now all the way through week eleven. And so every game does count. That's the beauty of college football, right? Is every every game matters. Um, and there is a little more attention from the fans um, in November because the rankings start coming out. But for us, the committee members, we're watching every single game. And every week when we come in this room and we put resumes up, we see the entire schedule. Rob, was there particular discussion around um, the second half of LSU and Alabama, how they played, how Alabama particularly played in the second half? Was that discussed in the committee room? Well, we talked about the game. Um, so we talk about the entire game like we do a lot of games uh, because when we're watching those and we're trying to decipher where teams should be ranked, um, we're talking about how those games are played and, and the performance in those games. So we talked about the entire game. When you are looking at a team and the way they won, let's just say Baylor, for example, um, are you looking at, is it as simple as a win or a loss, like just win baby, or is it the way that they win? It's both. I mean, obviously the outcome matters, right? It's extremely important, uh, the results, but we also, that's why we watch the games, right? So we can see exactly how a team's performing in all phases of the game. So it's it's both. Now, this is the question from the fan, and I love this. Again, you can give us uh, your questions here on Facebook. You can go to Instagram, my Instagram, the College Football Playoff, Twitter account, Instagram, Facebook, and we will do our very best to work those in. But S.A. Haywood says, why is Alabama – uh, behind UGA, considering the quality of their losses? Both are great teams, right? So and that's, you know, oftentimes when we get into this, um, folks want to look at one thing or another. The, the bottom line is both are really good teams. Uh, and we understand that Alabama's only loss is to a team that we have ranked number one and that Georgia lost to a team um, that's unranked. So we're aware of that. But again, you have to add that up against Georgia's two wins against ranked opponents. And this week, when the committee looked at it, they felt those two wins against ranked opponents uh, provided Georgia the bump to be ranked number four. Talk to me about the huge jump that Minnesota made with the, with a, a, a 
obviously uh, a statement win over Penn State. Yeah, the committee was impressed. You know, last week we had Minnesota number 17. As we talked about, you know, with the, their non-conference schedule and they had only played one conference foe uh, with a winning record up until last week. But they had an impressive win against Penn State and the committee took note of that and jumped them up to number eight. And and again, I mentioned Baylor in an example earlier. What was the do you remember anything that stuck out considering the the conversation surrounding Baylor? Well, obviously, Baylor's off to a, a good year. Um, they've got two wins against ranked opponents, uh, and they're certainly winning, finding ways to win because they've won several games late. Um, and so committee's impressed with Baylor. That's why we put them at number 13. And Rob, finally, you know, this week when you were breaking down all of these teams and, and watching games and having discussions, was there one particular argument, one particular discussion that you felt like was more spirited than the rest? I don't know that one really sticks out. Again, I think sometimes, you know, there's a lot of media attention around one through six mm -hmm. or one through eight. But for us, we spend just as much time on 21 through 25 because we understand what that means. We understand what's at stake. Um, so I think sometimes that get lo gets lost. But there's there, there's heated discussion all the way through um, because that's why you bring 13 pros into the room with high integrity who are willing to come in here and have these debates and make sure that we get it right. I think it's also worth noting for somebody that may be joining us for the first time for you to mention the recusal process, because the school that you are associated with, you step out. If you're associated with the school, you step out. Could you explain that for our listeners sure. and our viewers? Sure. We, we There's recusal process, you know, recusal schools for each school. Uh, for me, for example, because I'm the athletic director at the University of Oregon, any time the University of Oregon is in the discussion, uh, I leave the room. So I, I, I'm not a part of any discussion uh, when that group of teams is being discussed. And, and there's several other members who have that as well. You know, and I think it's great, too, that you mentioned just as much emphasis is placed uh, on on outside of the top four in the 25 as it is the top four, because as you mentioned, it does mean something. It, it, it means wins and losses. It means records. It means, you know, rankings. I mean, those are, those are, those are huge things. And it's not just about the top four. It's about bowl games. It's about all these things, longevity, coaching. It's all of those things. So I think it's really important for people to understand that there is that emphasis that goes on down the rankings as well as the top four. Yeah, we, we rank 25 for a reason, um, and we have a job to do that when we come in here, and that's to rank the best 25 teams, and we should be just as focused on you know 24 and 25 as we are on one, and, and the committee is. All right, Rob, thank you again for a wonderful chat. Can't wait for next week, and I, as I always say every week, enjoy the college football. The season is dwindling down. We are marching towards – the national championship game and the playoff games as well. So if somebody's got a honeydew list for you, tell them it's got to wait for another couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm going to try that. See if I can get away with that. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate you. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for all you do. Absolutely. That's Rob Mullins. He is the, uh, the head of the committee, the committee chair. I'm Rachel Barbeau. We're so glad that you were with us tonight. Again, please remember to go to the College Football Playoff social media channels this week, and you can leave us a question, and we'll work another fan question in because we do this 
for you. We do this for you to understand the process of what goes on behind the scenes and for you to be a smart and informed college football fan. I'm Rachel Barbeau. We'll see you next week.